Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Thursday edition of the program. We have an absolutely loaded show for you today. Let's jump right into the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up in place of our headlines today. We'll be joined by Coach Charlemagne Gibbons of Newton High School down in Covington, Georgia. That is where Ja'Kai Newton, the latest IU basketball recruit in the 2023 class to commit to the program, attends school. And I love hearing from the high school coaches, love learning more about these recruits and even targets sometime that uh, IU is after uh, directly from their high school coach. So Coach Gibbons, kind enough to join us here in just a few moments. Also, later in the program on Thursdays, we always have Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall with us to talk the latest in IU basketball. There's plenty going on just days ahead of the 21-22 college basketball season. And then later in the show, a little different guest today, his name is Kyle Smith-Peters. He's the head coach at John A. Logan, a junior college in Illinois. And you might ask, why are we talking to a junior college basketball coach in Illinois? Well, Sean East, New Albany graduate that played uh, such a key role alongside Romeo Langford and was a big-time favorite player here in the area as well. Also, Kobe Barnes of Floyd Central. Can you remember some of the great New Albany-Floyd Central rivalry games we got with those packed houses and sectional games and just so much fun. They're both playing together now at Logan Junior College. They're taking their extra year of college eligibility because of COVID and putting it to use to get re-recruited and go back somewhere, we think, maybe to the high Division One level. So Coach Smith-Peters joins us later in the program. And by the way, his team, Logan, John A. Logan, like number two, number three in the preseason polls as far as junior college programs are concerned. So we're going to be all basketball today. Coach Smith-Peters with us a little bit later in the hour. And that's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals that are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's get into our first segment. Uh, in fact, let me remind you, the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a comment for any of our guests, anything about IU basketball today, send it in at 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And don't forget that Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and their delicious donuts. All right, now let's get to our first guest, Coach Gibbons of Newton High School in Covington, Georgia. Coach, IU fans ecstatic that Coach Woodson and staff have landed your player, Ja'Kai Newton, and we look forward to hearing all about him from you today. Oh, well, thanks, 
Thanks for having me on. Uh, I think they did a great job of landing a really special player. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the word. You see Ja'Kai every day in practice. You know him as well as anyone. Uh, what are his abilities? What has attracted or what did attract all of these different Division One basketball programs to your school, to his games over the summer? Uh, what made them offer him these uh, scholarships? What, what are his specific abilities that stand out to you, Coach? Well, first of all, he's a great kid. I mean, he's an absolutely super kid off of the court, uh, 3.5 GPA, uh, does everything correct off of the floor, um, you know, there early uh, and then stays late to really work on his game. Uh, just as far as his game, uh, super talented kid, 6'3"-ish, maybe a little taller, uh, about 200 pounds. He's just he's one of the highest level athletes, uh, whether it was football or basketball or baseball, whatever he decided he wanted to play, he was going to be uh, one of the top players physically. Um, but he's taken that and then added a, a really high skill set to it, a uh, really good deep shooter, can score it at all three levels. Um, and then he's going to be a tenacious defender. Uh, defensively, he's going to take on the challenges of, of the best perimeter guy uh, on the floor. He's going to always step up and take that challenge. Uh, and then he's going to make some highlight plays. He's going to have fans on their feet uh, quite a bit. He makes a lot of highlight plays at the rims, big-time blocks. So he makes a lot of loud plays. I think the I think the Hoosier fans will be pretty excited about him. Talking with Coach Gibbons at Newton High School about Ja'Kai Newton to start our Thursday program. Coach, uh, I know he had a lot of other interest, uh, and a lot of that interest developed over the summer and even before. He's been a highly sought-after player for some time now. Uh, from your perspective, dealing with him, his family through the recruiting process, what what stood out about Coach Woodson and Coach Roseman, who was the lead recruiter there for Ja'Kai? Well, I, I think that they came in right away and said, "We, you know, we don't know what everybody else thinks about you, nor do we care. Uh, you're you're a guy that we're going to target very hard in uh, 2023." Um, I think uh, Coach Roseman had some some ties with him before. Uh, Coach Woodson actually got the job in Indiana, so he had been out doing some things and had a chance to see him as a younger player. Uh, and as soon as he got to Indiana and they got everything kind of established, um, you know, they reached out and you know wanted to let him know that he'd be a priority for them. Uh, and I think that went a long way with with he and his parents. Coach, we always think about the Big Ten as a fairly physical conference. Uh, Ja'Kai's build, his body, his frame, in addition to his, the basketball skills that he has, after another year of growing in basketball at the high school level, and I know you guys play a very aggressive schedule at Newton, uh, how do you think he'll fare and be ready for the college game at the Big Ten level? Uh, I think I think physically he's going to be right there to walk in the door and um, and be able to play and contribute as a freshman. I know that a lot of times when guys get to Division One level, one of the first things they have to do is try to adjust to the physicality of the game. He's a physical player by nature, um, and I think you know the way that he works on his body, um, the, the attention to detail he has in the weight room, the attention to de- detail he has, uh, and his speed and agility, and also um, taking care of his body with the injury pre- uh, prevention stuff that he does you know, day in and day out and icing and taking care of himself, I think it's going to put him in position to walk in as a, as a college freshman to be able to contribute. We're talking with Charlemagne Givens. He's the head coach at Newton High School in Covington, Georgia. Ja'Kai Newton, the uh, latest 2023 commit for IU, that's where he attends school. He'll be a senior coach. I know that Ja'Kai is very good, but you also have a talented team, some other returning players that you're excited about. I saw that uh, earlier this morning you tweeted out your roster after making, I'm sure, some tough cuts here over the last few days. Tell us about Newton down in Georgia. How good should you guys be? What are the expectations for not just Ja'Kai, but for the entire program this upcoming season? Uh, well, Newton has a has a storied tradition. Um, you know, J.D. Note was just voted preseason All-SEC. 
uh, played here. He's over at Arkansas. Uh, Ashton Hagens, who was at Kentucky, has also played here. And then Isaiah Miller, who just uh, signed with the Timberwolves, uh, they all they all played here. And so you know, there's a, it's a deep tradition of, of really good basketball players here. Um, this particular year, we got a really, really good group of guys. Um, Ja'Kai is probably one of six guys who has Division One offers on our team already. Um, and so we're looking to have a have a really run, really good run. Uh, you know, it's all these talented guys have been here before. We we've, we've never won a state championship in school history. We we feel like this has the opportunity to be our year. Um, really, really tough schedule throughout the whole course of the year. But we think that with the guys that we have, um, <clears throat> that we're going to have a chance to to make a run and make a little noise uh, throughout the whole whole country. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, Jakai's not the only guy. Obviously, uh, kid named Stephon Castle, who's considered one of the top twenty five players in the country. Uh, as well as another kid named Marquavius Brown, who's uh, somewhere in the top 100 in a couple of these polls, and so you know those, those combination of guys, as well as a couple of other guys that we have, give us a give us a really good nucleus and a strong team. Coach Gibbons, you've coached at some big programs in Georgia, which is a state known for producing really an unbelievable amount of athletes. I'm curious uh, your perception of Mike Woodson. He coached at the Hawks. I don't know if you've ever, outside of this recruitment, had connection with him or not, but he seems to be off, and his staff as well. Uh, to a real bang when it comes to recruiting. And I think for a lot of listeners today that are IU diehard fans, that was one of the big concerns. Mike Woodson is a graduate of the school, a very proud graduate of the school. Uh, we know he can coach basketball, but people wondered, you know, in the NBA, you're really you're not recruiting players in the same way you are if you're a college coach on a daily basis. And I think everyone understands how important the ability to recruit is at the college game. What's your perception of Coach Woodson? Do you know him at all? Did you get to know him during this recruitment? And how do you think that uh, what he's got to say, his message of an NBA background and he can help players like Ja'Kai get to that level, how does that resonate today with, with the youth and the players and even the AAU coaches and the high school coaches out there? Well, you know, I, I've worked for a guy uh, in, in Division One basketball that was, that was at the NBA level and then they – you know, came back down to college, so I kind of understand the transition a little bit because clearly it'll be a transition. But the one thing I think that um, for for this generation of kids, you know, Coach Woodson being here in Atlanta, coaching the Hawks, you know, those, the guys in Georgia are familiar with him, uh, as well as his time in New York coaching Carmelo Anthony. For for these young guys, you know, Melo's one of their top two or three guys, and so him him having the ability to sit down and say, "Hey, I, I went over this with with uh, you know an NBA player that, that that a lot of kids look up to," I think that resonates uh, really deeply in recruiting. Um, you know, the, the simple thing with recruiting is parents and, and kids want to know if I come to, to Indiana, can you help me get better? And, and a lot of them want to know what their ultimate goal is to play in the NBA. Well, you know, Coach Wilson's resume speaks for itself. Um, the longevity he's had in the NBA, um, you know, combined with his personality and the staff he's put together, I think that puts Indiana in a really good situation moving forward as far as, uh, you know, recruiting some of the top players across the country. Coach Gibbons, back to Ja'Kai. Uh, as you get ready for your senior year and a big season, not just for him, you mentioned some other really talented players on your roster. What are things that you'll be asking of Ja'Kai this year? Uh, what are things you'll be expecting of him to do to get better so he's more ready when he arrives at IU uh, after his uh, high school career wraps up? Well, you know, it's it's a rare that we're talking about a kid who has two years of uh, of high school basketball left, and so – you know, we kind of look at some things that guys need to be good at when they get, you know, to the high major level. Um, a couple of the things that we've decided we wanted to work on is, is he's a really, really, really good off-guard, wing type of player, and we want to be able to continue to push him to almost 
uh, to be able to play almost a combo guard situation so he could play any of the three perimeter spots once he gets there. I think it's going to be a pretty smooth transition. He's got a really nice handle already. He's got a good IQ for the game. And so now just getting him a little more comfortable uh, with initiating the offense uh, at a high level will be one of the things that we'll focus on and then just continuing to, to raise his basketball IQ. Uh, really smart kid, really works at it. And so one of the things we talk about is when you get to that level, everybody's talented. What makes the difference? Well, usually it's mental. And so just continuing to film work, uh, individual work on the court to continue to raise his IQ, I think will have him in pretty good shape once he reaches campus. And I, I just realized I've called Ja'Kai a senior a few times. He's just a 2023 player, a junior uh, for high school basketball. So my apologies on that. He's got lots of time left uh, as far as his prep career goes at Newton. Uh, one other question about his recruitment, and I know that he spoke with Inside the Hall and some of the other IU guys we have on this program each week, but uh, he talked about his visit and his time in Bloomington. I'm curious, what did he come back and report to you about the craziness of IU basketball fans and the environment in Bloomington where basketball is so much important? Well, you know, for us, we're we're in the South, and we we're in heavy SEC country. I mean, obviously, you know, University of Georgia is not far from here, and so uh, as as I've kind of talked to these guys, they go through their recruiting. I said one of the things that you'll you'll recognize when you get to some of these schools in the Big Ten and out of the Midwest, uh, basketball is is probably the number one sport at those places. Whereas we grew up in the South, football is pretty much the number one sport. And I said so when you get a chance to see uh, an environment where basketball is number one, it just kind of has a different feel to it. Um, and I think when he came back, the first thing he said, Coach, is, wow, man, basketball is huge up there. It's, it's, it's huge. The guys knew my name. Uh, the fans on the street were talking about basketball already. And he said that was a little bit different than uh, some of the places he had an opportunity to see in the South, which, you know, it's just depending on what these kids like. But he, he definitely was blown away by, by the support of the basketball program uh, once he got to Bloomington. All right. Uh, that is Coach Charlemagne Gibbons. He's the head coach at Newton High School in Covington, Georgia. That's where Ja'Kai Newton, 2023 commit, chose IU last Friday. And, Coach, we so much appreciate your time. And as Ja'Kai continues to develop and I'm sure has some big games for you guys this season and even next, we'll check back in with you and would like you to become a, a regular voice on our program to keep uh, fans here in Indiana updated with Ja'Kai if you're willing to do that. I definitely am, and I really appreciate you guys having us on and the coverage that you've given them. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, great to hear from Coach Gibbons today. It sounds like he has quite the high school program down in Georgia, not just Ja'Kai Newton. He's naming off some other top 25 and top 100-ranked players in the country, and it sounds like Newton set up for a couple big years ahead with junior Ja'Kai Newton, the latest player in the fold for IU. He committed last Friday and I've heard nothing but good reports, and that's what you expect when someone commits. You're going to get positives from their coaches, their high school and AAU coaches, and everything's uh, good. But, but uh, definitely sounds like Ja'Kai Newton, uh, an interesting prospect and someone to follow here at the high school level over the next few years. So great to make a connection with uh, Coach Gibbons down at Newton High School. That's our first segment uh, here on this Thursday program. We've got a loaded program still ahead. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is with us next. We'll talk more about Ja'Kai Kai and also IU basketball as a whole and Kyle Smith-Peters the coach of Sean East and Kobe Barnes at John A. Logan Junior College he'll be with us in the third segment today so stay with us all basketball today here on the Hoosier Report we're back with Alex Bozich after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
you back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, my guest. We'll talk IU basketball. And a reminder that the Thornton's text line is open at 502-414-1450. Alex, uh, great to catch up with Coach Gibbons down in Georgia, the high school coach of Ja'Kai Newton in segment one today. Always enjoy talking with the prep coaches. You learn a lot about these prospects that Indiana has landed or may still be targeting. And everything I read, including some work you've done recently on Ja'Kai and then hearing from his coach in the last segment, seems like a lot of upside and a very, very intriguing prospect that Mike Woodson and staff uh, have landed in the 2023 class to get things started. Just in terms of Newton as a player, I, I really get the feeling that he's on the rise just in terms of his his status nationally i'm not saying he's going to end up as a five star but his um kind of his development as a player he you know a year ago at this time he wasn't somebody that anybody was really talking about and to grow from that to a guy with multiple division one offers ultimately picking indiana and you look at his ranking on rivals compared to 24 7 i think he's all the way up to 43 on rivals i would expect it some point uh, he's going to move up on 24-7 as well. But I just think the long-term upside there uh, is tremendous. Uh, I've talked to him uh, quite a bit uh, as leading up to his uh, decision uh, to, to announce that he was going to Indiana. Just a really nice kid, really polite kid. Uh, sounds like he's an excellent student. You don't see this very often, but he's got his GPA on his Twitter account. So uh, that's, uh, I think, something that, Indiana fans are, you know, there's a lot of Indiana fans who are uh, very, um, you know, very much want the players to be student athletes. And I think that's something that Ja'Kai Newton is definitely going to embrace. But I think long term, he projects to be a really, really good college player and potentially somebody that has the talent to go on and play beyond that. Alex, while we're talking about Ja'Kai Newton, uh, a great feature type piece. I tell you what, Tyler Tockman of your site, one of your staff members, really developing a reputation of a guy that's a great writer and really puts together some interesting kind of different stories about these IU recruits, especially those that commit and come into the program. He had just an outstanding story, taking you all the way back through the childhood of Ja'Kai Newton and kind of giving you some background on who he is. He seems like a great kid, an interesting kid, uh, and from a great family as well. You might promo that piece a bit if anybody wants to head to InsideTheHole.com and check it out. Yeah, speaking of a a player who's on the rise in Ja'Kai Newton, a a writer uh, on the rise, Tyler, is uh, very diligent in his work, very serious about it, and... You know, I, I uh, you know, we talked a couple of weeks or, you know, about a week before his decision was going to be announced and had a pretty good feeling that he was coming to Indiana. So uh, credit to him. He did a lot of behind the scenes work, talked to the right people and really offered a kind of a glimpse into what he was like as a kid and what helped him uh, shape himself uh, into the player uh, 
that he is today. You know, I think his parents deserve a ton of credit uh, for that, and, and both of them were involved uh, in the story that Tyler wrote. But yeah, you can. It's on inside the hall. Um, it's probably you know a page or two back now from the main page, but it's definitely uh, worth the time. It's, it's a longer read. You know, Tyler is you know does a lot of these feature stories that are a little bit longer than some of the other work that we do. But you know, if you've got five or ten minutes to sit down, uh, definitely. Uh, worth checking out. It, it was it was very good. Uh, and there's also uh, one of the nice things that his parents did was that they sent us actually some videos uh, from when he was a kid uh, and gave us permission to use those. So those are embedded in there. So you can actually, some of the stuff that Tyler write, wrote about in the story, you can actually uh, see uh, him doing this thing. One of the interesting things was uh, he's like a four or five-year-old kid, I think, at the time, and he spins a basketball uh, like on a ruler and he spins a basketball on like a, uh, it was like a toy car. It's just like, man, this kid doing this stuff at this age, uh, kind of just sh- showed that like his hand-eye coordination, even at that age was, was on a different level. So uh, it was a very good story. Very well done. Thanks for bringing that up, Matt. And definitely if you haven't checked it out yet, I, I recommend reading it. Yeah, no question about it. Also your father, Rick Bozich of WDRB, uh, he tweeted out yesterday that, uh, according to his secret source, the scrimmage for Indiana's secret scrimmage this weekend against Belmont is going to be at the KFC Yum Center, and it's going to be a 1 p.m. tip-off on Saturday. So the question is, Alex, do we try to slide in secretly to the Yum Center and play dumb that we're just some tourists looking for concert information for upcoming events and see if we can get a glimpse of the Hoosiers this year? Might be time, Matt, to go down there uh, tomorrow and start looking for unlocked doors around the perimeter. <laughs> Usually, I think if you go to a if you go to a building that big, uh, if you check enough doors, maybe you'll find one uh, that's unlocked. No, I'm just kidding. But but yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that we'll get some information out of that. In the past, uh, JD Campbell, uh, Indiana's SID, has been pretty good about putting out some stats. Um, I, I don't know that we'll get a full box score, but usually they've been willing to, to share some information uh, on the game. And if and even if they don't, uh, one of the national guys will at least get the score and some of the stuff and, and probably tweet it. So I'm not too worried about uh, getting some information, although it would be – it's just so silly that the NCAA um, doesn't let these – doesn't allow these games to be publicized because really, I mean, you could – you could have games like this open and raise money and, and donate it to charity or give some of the money to, to players for NIL stuff. I mean, but all, all kinds of different possibilities, but instead we're uh, Indiana's going to be playing Belmont in the Yum Center and there's going to be, you know, 20 people there watching and we're going to have to be dependent on Twitter and secondhand accounts of, of what happened to, to glean any information from it. If you think about it, it's in, in, in the, uh, society now where, where everything's televised where uh, you can basically go online and find information about everything the, the fact that this is still going on is, is really silly when you think about it yeah and i guess uh, the score would be nice a box score would be great as we start to think and prepare about the upcoming season but really the number one question i have uh, about saturday's secret scrimmage in louisville is the health of this team and it sounds like number one a good thing they're going to play the game uh, after canceling the Cincinnati secret scrimmage a week and a half or so ago. So that's good news. But I would just like to know who plays and for how many minutes. I think that would give us more insight than anything 
into what this IU team looks like right now health-wise and as far as maybe starting lineup-wise and key players? Yeah, and I would I would think that anybody that's not 110% at this point is probably not going to play. So even if a guy's a little bit dinged up and would play if it was a real game, uh, probably going to hold guys like that out. So that I guess I can – if we do see a box score or have stats of some kind, it would give us an idea of who's actually available to play if there were, a, you know, a game tomorrow. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely important. Uh, I, I do probably, you know, just reading between the lines a little bit here, but you know, and based on talking to some people, it does feel like there's there's still probably a few guys who who may not participate. But it, it does sound like that they're closer uh, to, to having. Uh, you know, a relatively healthy team. There, there may be a couple guys that I would think it, it'd still be held out. But you know, there's but a little less than two weeks now until the season starts, and uh, you, really their first real game is uh, November 17th. I want to say against St. John's. I mean, those first two games. Look at the Ken Palm ratings of those teams. They're going to, you know, Indiana's going to be able to show up probably with whomever's available and win those. So uh, really, they got to be looking at that game against St. John's. It's, you know, the first opportunity where they're going to need to have as close to a full roster as possible. Yeah, there's no question. St. John's and Syracuse, especially Syracuse, on the road, the first two tests uh, for this team when the season arrives here soon. And I saw Jeff Goodman tweet yesterday that Syracuse's big man, I don't know if you say, is it Barama Sabiti? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but he suffered a knee injury and is going to miss at least a month, which would put him uh, probably out when IU uh, heads up to uh, Syracuse. Yeah, I saw that. That that's obviously a a setback for them. Uh, if he's not going to be able to go, I mean, that's definitely a huge uh, thing uh, for Indiana uh, in terms of uh, you know having uh, an advantage in the post. But that would be a tough game regardless. But but yeah, I mean the, the St. John's game and Syracuse game. I think the first month of the season, uh, those are the two games that I've circled uh, where we're actually going to going to be able to learn something. Yeah, no question about it. Alex Bozich, inside the hall, my guest. We talk IU basketballs, IU basketball Thursday on the program uh, when Alex is with us. And Alex, we we've talked about recruiting today with Jakai Newton, but I mentioned this earlier in the week. I, I was looking at some high school basketball stuff for the upcoming year in our state, and it kind of sent me down a, a rabbit hole looking up uh, some national rankings that just recently came out at the high school level. And I noticed Montverde down in Florida where Jalen hood Chafino, who's committed to IU in the 2022 class, plays. And there's a number of other prospects that I use tracking in uh, at Montverde, even some younger guys. They're number one in the country. And I was looking at their schedule. They play all sorts of big-time games, as you would expect. And a lot of their games are available on some sort of streaming or television platform including a handful of them, I think, expected to be on ESPN or one of their stations this year. So IU, every time that uh, Montverde plays, Jalen Huchifino is going to be featured as an IU commit. And, of course, as they recruit some of these other guys, I think it's good PR for uh, recruiting to see a guy on the number one ranked preseason high school team uh, who we know is very good. Or you want to talk about intriguing prospects coming to Bloomington. Uh, Hood Jafino is one for sure. But he's going to be front and center this year as far as representing the IU 2022 class. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about the, those programs is, is they, you know, they recruit these kids, but they have a platform to actually get them on TV. I mean, 
I'm not sure exactly. You, know, you mentioned the streaming, but usually those they they get on some type of showcase usually too that's on ESPN or one of those networks throughout the season. So that would be a great for Indiana getting exposure, having one of their commits playing, but also for fans being able to track uh, these players. Uh, it, it's you know it, it's tough sometimes. You know I remember going back like to to OG and Anobi and Jawan Morgan when they were committed was really interested in seeing them play as, as high school players, but not really a place that was convenient to get to. And, and really there wasn't much information uh, coming out or video, things like that. Now it seems like uh, most of these programs are doing a much better job of getting uh, their game on some type of platform to be able to stream or watch. And in the case of some of these powerhouse prep schools, uh, they're getting national exposure and playing these national schedules. So, I think it's going to be great exposure for Indiana. Talking to Alex Bozich. Alex, earlier this week, Trace Jackson Davis was named a unanimous preseason All-Big Ten pick. Kofi Coburn was named preseason Player of the Year. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Big Ten as far as top teams go. I use placement perhaps in the conference this year and also the top individual talent. I'm not sure that the Big Ten is as strong as it was a year ago, but my goodness, it should be really good again. Uh, and I, I think Trace Jackson Davis uh, in great company on that all-Big Ten team when you look at some of the other players, including Coburn that were listed. We're in for a treat watching some of these battles, I think, this year. Your thoughts on the, the preseason all-Big Ten picks and on Trace Jackson Davis making the preseason team and Kofi Coburn preseason player of the year? Not surprised on Coburn. Uh, that's who I would have picked. But to me, there's four players in the Big Ten, at least in the preseason, that kind of stand above the rest. It's Kofi, it's Hunter Dickinson, EJ Liddell, and Trace Jackson Davis. I think there's guys who can end up in that same conversation, like Jaden Ivey, Andre Cabello, Travion Williams. But going into the season, to me, that's the clear-cut top four in the Big Ten. So not surprised to see any of those guys on there. I think they were all unanimous. I think it was an 11-man team, I think due to some tiebreakers. Um, but, you know, Kofi, I think if you evaluate his uh, performances last year head-to-head with, with Trace and Hunter Dickinson, uh, he won those battles. And uh, say whatever you want about them losing to Loyola in the tournament, but in terms of just – his, his dominance as a player, I think he shot something like 65% last year on twos. And most teams just simply cannot guard him. So I think he's well-deserving of the preseason player of the year honor, but really that would not surprise me if any of those four guys uh, came away with, with Big Ten player of the year. And uh, don't count out Jaden Ivey or, or Cabello either, and maybe even Travion Williams, just depending on how uh, Purdue season goes. A lot of people picking them to win the Big Ten – if that uh, actually happens, uh, I think there'd be a, a chance that somebody like Trayvon Williams or Jaden Ivey would be able to get up in that conversation. Alex, you guys have been profiling each player on the roster for the 21-22 college basketball season. The last two profiles you've done, Trey Galloway and Anthony Leal, they are classmates at IU. They both were uh, teammates at one point during the AAU years and uh, Indiana All-Stars, of course, Leal went on to, to beat out Galloway for the Mr. Basketball Award uh, at the conclusion of their senior years. Both of those guys were big gets in the state at a time when Archie Miller was trying to keep control of uh, players within the within the, the state boundaries. Uh, can either of those guys this year, with all of the talent, the newcomers, the returners on this 
roster, should either of those guys expect to play big roles or decent roles, or do you think that they're going to be guys that still uh, have have some work to do before they get out there and compete with some of the players Mike Woodson has brought back or brought in? Yeah, it, it's tough to to really know for sure. Uh, I mean, because right now we don't know who all's healthy, but if you just kind of look at it from um, – you know, a positional depth standpoint, you know, I would think that Parker Stewart and, and Miller Cop and Tamar Bates uh, are, are guys that are, are going to be tough to beat out for minutes. So that's where the, the minutes for those two is going to have to come from. And I, I just don't know for sure uh, if they can beat either of those guys, any of those guys out with any consistency. Uh, the thing with, with both of them is they, you know, they both have something about their game that I think can really help them get on the court. In the case of Leal, it's three-point shooting. If he can do it with any more consistency, he only shot 30% last year on three. So as much as we want to talk about how he's this knockdown shooter, until it actually translates into games and he actually starts making threes consistently, it's kind of just you know something that he did in high school that hasn't translated. With Galloway, I think he's very good at uh, getting to spots with off the dribble with the ball, better athlete than I think people gave him credit for coming into college. Uh, but his shot's Obviously, leaves a lot to be desired from the perimeter. But, but Galloway, the thing I like about him is he doesn't back down from anybody and he, he plays good defense, too. So, uh, you know, the thing about, you know, both of those guys, if they can do either one of those things that you know, I talked about there with some consistency, I think they could carve out a role. But it's just, I think it's going to be, <laughs> excuse me, Matt, I think it's going to be tough to overtake Miller Kopp um, just based on the fact that, you know, he's, Got a ton of experience playing in the Big Ten at Northwestern. Parker Stewart averaged a ton of points at UT Martin, but was really good at Pitt. You know, when he played there originally, he's proven he can do it at the high major level. And Tamar Bates is a five-star freshman; he's going to play some too. So, I think it, you know, at some point, it just kind of becomes a, a matter of who's healthy and who's playing well at a particular time. It's a good problem for Mike Woodson to have, but not necessarily. Uh, great for Anthony Leal or Trey Galloway's prospect for minutes when those are the three guys that are really kind of ahead of them in the pecking order, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Alex, before we let you go, this is the last time that we'll chat in advance of Noah Clowney's Monday decision. Uh, your thoughts, does he commit to the Hoosiers on Monday? Um, I don't have a strong feeling uh, on this this recruitment. You know, I've only talked to Noah Clowney a couple times. I feel like Indiana's right there. Um, the other school you hear a lot about is obviously Virginia Tech, but I think one of their writers, maybe for one of the Virginia Tech sites, just put in a, a crystal ball on 24-7 for Indiana. So that may um, be kind of what they're hearing down there. I mean, I guess the wild card a little bit there is Alabama where he just visited. But, you know, Indiana, I think, has done as well a job as recruiting him as, as any other school. I think they've made it clear to him that they want him to be a part of this class. I think in many ways, if they can get him, this class is, at least on paper, a home run. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, Matt. You know, I don't think it's the end of the world, obviously, for IU if they don't get him because of the transfer portal and, and everything that potentially offers in the spring. But I think it would be a tremendous pickup. And, you know, I, I'm not ready to call Indiana the favorite, but I think they have as good a shot as anybody uh, to, uh, to land his commitment. So, like you, I'll be very interested to see what happens on Monday. And, I, and I'm glad that he's not announcing on Sunday because uh, that's a, as, a, as a sports writer with, with two kids that want to go trick-or-treating, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather take my kids trick-or-treating than 
be on Twitter waiting for Noah Clowney to announce his decision. So thanks for that, Noah. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. That's Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, always with us on Thursdays. Thank you, Alex. And we'll be back with one final segment. Interesting guest coming up next, Kyle Smith-Peters, the coach at Logan Junior College over in Illinois. He's got Sean East, he's got Kobe Barnes, and Logan's going to be really good at the JUCO level. We'll talk to him about both of those players and more coming up next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program to talk some junior college basketball. That's right, Kyle Smith-Peters, the head coach at Logan over in Illinois, joins us to talk about Sean East, a New Albany graduate, and Kobe Barnes, a Floyd Central graduate, and his team, who is highly, highly thought of as we head into the junior college basketball season. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us, and you guys at Logan are gearing up for what should be a really good season. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Appreciate you having me. And, you know, we've uh, been fortunate to have a a lot of really good players come out of that area over there. And we've got two very good ones with Kobe and Sean. And, you know, it's just great to see the leadership they've given this this group. And, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year. We've got a lot of older guys in junior college. A lot of rosters have changed throughout Division One, And, you know, I I really feel it's going to be as strong of a year of college basketball as we've seen in a very long time. Absolutely. Coach, uh, let's start with Sean and Kobe. A lot of listeners remember those two from their high school days and are tracking their developments uh, at the college level. Uh, How are they fitting in? And kind of give us a little rundown on each of those guys and your expectations for them this year on your Logan team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first off, just both very hard workers, great kids in the classroom and, and on the floor, which I think translates to really good basketball players. And, you know, it's it's funny. You can tell they both played together um, and against each other uh, many of times. So we've enjoyed watching those competitive uh, drills and practice and obviously enjoy watching them being on the same team when we have our ex- when we've had our exhibition games. But, um, you know, we've we've had uh, our jamboree as they, they call it about two weeks ago and shoot Kobe Barnes, you know, goes for, he literally scored 12 straight points and, you know, he's dropped about 15 or 20 pounds at Indiana state. He, you know, they wanted to play kind of a more of a four type role. We've moved him to more of a wing where he's done a lot of work, you know, make being a consistent, you know, shot maker and not just a shooter, but a shot maker and, and gotten some pop in his legs. But, you know, he has 12 straight points and, you know, everyone's talking about the points. Then you look over and Sean East had about six of those assists too. So, you know, they have a really keen way of finding each other on the floor, but, um, you know, he's been very happy with the progress of Kobe, his mentality. I mean, that guy and, and Sean, and they, they drag three or four of our other guys in the gym. They're in every morning about eight o'clock. We practice at 11 usually, and they're in there, you know, eight o'clock, seven thirty ish before their first class getting some shots up. So, um, you know, just, really been very happy and excited, which, you know, shoot, every coach in the country is happy and excited right now. You're undefeated. So is everybody else. So you you feel pretty good about it. Yeah, no question. Uh, I'm curious. uh, And this was the question I got, you know, Kobe had been at Indiana state. 
there was a coaching change there. Sean started at UMass and then transferred to Bradley and decided to make another move. And the extra year of COVID eligibility, I guess, maybe created a pathway for this. But people were surprised locally. Hey, D1 guys, both pretty proven early on in their D1 careers. Why the change to junior college? And my immediate answer, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or embrace it if it's right, but you go the junior college route, you can play some very, very competitive basketball, and you can also get completely re-recruited. You can open things back up. You're going to be seen just like at some of these AAU tournaments and big high school showcases by a number of Division I coaches on a given weekend. And if your team's fortunate enough to make it to the to the JUCO championship where they bring the best of the best together, you're going to get seen by basically everybody in the country. Is recruiting and opening that process back up and taking advantage, especially this time of this COVID year of eligibility, is that what led to all this, led Kobe and Sean to, to junior college and to Logan? Yeah, and you explained it extremely well, Matt, 100%. As, as I tell people, you know, those Division One guys that leave a Division One school become speed dating pretty quickly with the transport portal. You're, you know, making some quick decisions. Relationships happen fast. Here's what, you know, here's what we have. And, you know, the, the coming the junior college route allows that to slow down and to take a deep breath, gather yourself, allows it to be more of a process as opposed to just a very quick decision, which sometimes they work out and sometimes they're rash. And, you know, in talking with Sean and, and uh, you know, even Kobe, but more so even Sean in regards to being at two different Division ones, like he said, he goes, I just, you know, I commit to UMass. They recruited me for, you know, 10 days. I, rec- uh, I commit to Bradley. They recruited me for eight days. And I just, I felt like I really needed to slow this. Part. He goes, obviously, I wasn't very good at <laughs> figuring this out. And I really just wanted to slow it down and take a chance to watch people play, get to know them. And honestly, a lot of Division one players, that's exactly what it is. It kind of allows them to take that deep breath, redefine themselves gather themselves and then you know hopefully make what's the best decision for them and the final decision as far as the college move goes yeah absolutely kyle smith peters he's the head coach at john a logan junior college located in carterville illinois coach we have a lot of iu fans listening to this program and obviously mike woodson is entering year one so we don't know a ton yet about his philosophy when it comes to junior colleges and, and if the IU would go that route at any given time. But can you and, and you you're really a veteran now at the junior college level. You've had all sorts of success. You've had lots of all Americans, a NJCAA player of the year and Jay Scrub, who has got some connections here locally just across the river in Louisville. So you know this game inside and out, this level inside and out. Talk about junior college basketball as a whole. And I'm not sure people realize how good and competitive it really can be yeah and i mean it's it's one of those things i think it's like anything and it's anything in the way of life when you do your homework and you do your work and you find something that fits it can be really good for you if you want to come into a situation just say hey we got to grab a big guy and we just grab the first one that comes along then you know it, it's kind of it, it's it's going to be you know maybe a bad situation or a tough situation like i tell people all the time there's good high school players and bad high school players, no different than junior college kids. And, you know, I think if you look across the board, the schools and the programs that have kind of really honed in on a junior college aspect, and, and honestly, the game's changed. It is going to be more derived around transfers, obviously the transfer portal, you know, get old, be old is kind of the adage outside of those guys, you know, maybe getting the top 100 kid or the top 50 kid, you know, where they're just so talented, but the experience that, those junior college guys bring and what those guys are in the portal. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be really tough for a lot of high school kids outside of that top, you know, probably 200 moving forward with the way things seem to be going. But, um, you know, as, as far as, is Indiana, anybody, you know, 
backing up just a little bit. Like you look at, uh, you know, Indiana's the Pacers, you know, first round pick right here, Chris Diarte, who's killing it right now, was uh, a Northwest Florida grad, went to Oregon for two years. Um, you know, we've had a lot of guys that have gone from the junior college route to the pros going, you know, to several different schools. But, you know, you look at several schools like, you know, the West Virginia's, the people like that, that really kind of have a knack for finding those kids. I think you're going to find more and more programs reaching out and looking to uh, grab junior college players. And honestly, a lot of these players are going to be division one transfers. They're academically great situations, just underdeveloped, trying to find an opportunity, you know, letting themselves grow physically, mentally, um, and being in those, being those spots. And, and I've got very little doubt that the, uh, the Indiana, um, I think express will be taken off here. Dane Fife, I've known for many years, his grandparents actually grew up just down the road from where I grew up, um, in a little place called, uh, Carrier Mills by Harrisburg. But, you know, I think those guys will, will really, uh, hit the ground running here in a, and obviously a very, very tough league and the Big Ten once again this year. Yeah, no question. Kyle Smith-Peters, the coach at John A. Logan Junior College, my guest. Coach, as we wrap this thing up, and we want to stay in touch with you this season, I know a lot of people are interested in how uh, Sean East and Kobe Barnes are doing, and it sounds like they are set up to have some great success individually uh, and as a team this year. Uh, You guys, I've seen number two in some of the preseason polls, maybe number three in another JUCO preseason poll out there. So it's not just Sean and Kobe. Your entire team is thought of as a group that could really make some noise at the JUCO level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, nothing's more accurate than a preseason poll. Everybody undefeated. <laughs> man. So, you know, love that added pressure to that. But, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things we've been very fortunate. And granted, we, you know, the, the Kentucky, the state of Kentucky, the state of Indiana, they've all been extremely nice to us. And we've had a lot of good players from that area. Um, you know, the Louisville area alone, Jalen Perry, uh, a Ballard kid, played for Renner over there, goes to UAB, David Sloan, Vonnie Patterson, also a, a, a Ballard kid, uh, Jay Scrub, who played for Mike Zabe over at Trinity, um, obviously had a great career. Sean East, you know, Kobe Barnes, uh, Derek Hoffman, a lot of Indianapolis kids as well. But, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate. We're in a good location. We've got a great administration. But uh, really excited about this year's group. Uh, they've worked really hard. We've got a close scrimmage against the uh, University of Southern Indiana on Saturday, so hopefully they don't beat us up too bad. Uh, Coach Stan Gerard doing great things over there. So, but uh, I'd I really appreciate the time and appreciate the invite, and look forward to chatting again real soon. Yeah, most definitely, Coach. I think you're going to have a lot of fans of Logan basketball over here in Southern Indiana following Sean and Kobe, and we wish both of those guys best of luck and your team as well. Thank you so much for the chat today. No, thank you, Matt. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. Thank you so much for being with us. And if you missed the live program, you can always catch us as a podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, and all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you Friday at 11 a.m. Dylan Wallace, the Seymour Tribune sports editor, joins. Also, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star and more on our Friday program. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.